Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen, and just push all the noise outside as we have 26 minutes of calm conversation today, tonight, this evening with you, hopefully finding your way to sleep. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. I'm Amanda Barker. It could be morning. You could be coming home after a shift and ready to drift off. Most certainly a lot of people listen in the morning, Mm -hmm. Um, so, so whenever you're listening. Thank you for joining us. It's always a pleasure to have you here. In Demanda, we got shortlisted for a couple of Canadian podcast awards yesterday. Why don't you tell our listeners about that? So we're nominated for Best Outstanding Production. So I made sure that we didn't have the washing machine rolling today as we were recording. For production values. For production values. Mm-hmm. As our listeners are probably like, production values. They always have a washing machine. We're in a studio. We're in a studio. I've heard all kinds of production values on podcasts. It's true. Thank you for bearing with us. Some people, I always say this, the washing machine is our ASMR that we contribute contribute to. As is me drinking tea. Yes, Amanda was drinking, slurping a bit of tea a moment ago. Yeah. But this tea isn't that hot. Well. You rushed the tea. I rushed the tea. It's got to be a euphemism for something. For sure. So. Best Outstanding Production and Best Series Health and Fitness. That's nice. Yeah, well, that's a- we believe in sleep health. That's right. We really do. So um, that's and, and we could be more fit. So, well, it's part of your mental. It, 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 listen, sleep is where you get out the gunk. Just yeah. as much people say that sometimes about their fitness regimen, whether it's jogging or yoga, and this is where I. You know, I, I clear out the cobwebs, but sleep is your brain doing that for you. And there you go. And we're going to, yeah, we're going to work towards that on today's episode. Thank you for listening. But in terms of the podcast awards, because if I was a listener, I would ask this and mm-hmm. I, I'm actually on my own asking this. Can anybody vote? That's a great question. In certain categories, the public can vote. I'm not quite certain if our our categories are those, but I will oh. let you know. You can always go to the Canadian Podcast Awards and see if you're eligible to vote. I don't think voting is open just yet. But okay. We'll let you know. Because that would be things I would ask for. Yeah. Of course. Of course. And uh, Ali Ali Hassan is, is um, 
shortlisted for best host for my other podcast. This podcast is delicious. He's he's shortlisted, but you're not. Yeah. That's, oh, wow. Sometimes that happens. Uh, so so yeah. So I guess he's the better host of the show. Well, there he's you. well known across yeah. the. When you're on the CBC, people listen to you in every little pocket of the country. It's true. I, I, and I don't mind one. one no, bit that's great. It's, it's we, a, we're proud of him, and yeah. we love his work ethic. And he's a friend of the family. Speaking of Ali, we went to Taste Canada. Book Awards Gala just the other night, and mm-hmm. he was hosting. Yeah, we went uh, at, to hang out with him. I've never been to a cookbook awards show, Amanda. and we have listeners that are that are cookbook authors. That's as well. right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I don't know what. Yeah, it was called the Taste of Canada. Ta- no, Taste Canada. There was no of. Oh, Taste Canada Culinary Awards, specifically for cookbooks and student chefs. Right. That was seemed to be who was getting the awards. Now, were there any books that were nominated that stood out for you, Amanda? Because we heard a bunch of book cookbooks that we had I had never heard of before that were they all had very intricate names. Long names. And long names. And most of them were a name and then a colon and then a long explanation of what that book was about, which I understand because a subtitle, if you will. It, yeah, I will. Sure. I will subtitle. Um so you'd you'd get a little piece of, like a pie book one mm-hmm. I think it was called the perfect pie but don't quote me don't sure know. there was three scoops of love something about scoops so ice an ice cream cookbook which was exciting there was and what was lovely about taste Canada's awards and they're not a sponsor of our podcast so we won't go too much into it mm-hmm. is they had mm-hmm. the English awards and the French book awards mm-hmm. the cookbook awards and there was one written by an author whose name was Madame Proust or something like that. Dominsky. Dominsky. I think it was. And I was so excited to see Madame Dominsky yeah. win this award. But Madame Dominsky wasn't there. And so I never got to see the face behind the Madame. No, nobody did. Madame lives lives in the shadows. <laughs> in the kitchen cooking yeah. uh, wonderful meals. Um, so. I have a fr- I have friends who have a cookbook actually coming sure. out too. Tell it us seems about to it. be well. I'm just trying to find the name of it. I believe it's called Baking Wonderland, and it's coming out in November. So maybe we'll talk more about that when it's closer. But it's a really interesting. Um, the The authors are Jean Parker and Rachel Smith. They're sisters. They used to have a TV show called the 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 Baker Sisters, and they um they've made a cookbook. They were telling me about it. They're my book club, actually. Oh, I That's see. how I know them. So our November book club is a get-together for their their book. That's the book of the month is their book. Oh, that's great. And um, it's an interesting book because it's like, okay, with these same ingredients or a quick alteration of these ingredients or, or measurements, you can make, if you want, like a chocolate banana muffin. Yes. You could also make a chocolate banana cookie. Sure. Or a chocolate banana cake. Wonderful. So which would you like to do? So it's sort of a choose-your-own-adventure book Cook for, for kids. Oh, yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah, for young bakers. So that'll be exciting. We can talk more about that. And speaking of promotion, it feels like the first part of this podcast is going to be a promotion. Is Amanda's in a film that's coming out in November this month. Yes. and In it, the culinary world, I play a waitress at a diner. That's right. But this genre of film is scary, so just know that. Yeah. You, you'll want to you'll take a peek at the trailer, not this evening, but tomorrow. It's called Thanksgiving. 
It's called Thanksgiving, so a very simple title. It comes out the week before Thanksgiving on November 17th. It'll be in theaters. You don't, please don't look it up now if you're trying to sleep. I implore you. Um, I'll mention it again so that you'll have time to look it up. But uh, yeah, I'm in the trailer and I'll leave it at that. I don't want to give anybody any kind of bad sleep. Now, last week we talked about the chorado. The coffee yes. maker. And our Was listener, that just last week? Yeah. It's been listener, a long week. Wow. Our listener heard their name and got excited. And unfortunately, the episode, they couldn't sleep. That's why I always try to, mm. you know, check in with our listeners before I say their name because I don't want them to be. But they were grateful. And that device folds up to nearly nothing. That's, oh, okay. that's one of the things I want to do. Because that was one of my pushbacks was we, I don't need a sewing and wooden situation on my kitchen counter. But I will say, yes, you were fast asleep. You oh. like soothing TV right. and you were fast asleep. And I was watching one of my favorite soothing shows, which is House Hunters International. Oh, yes. I love it. It's just a formula. You know the show. They're... This couple is from Ohio, but they're taking the plunge and moving to Stockholm, Sweden. Which apartment will they rent? You know, it's it's the simplest show. A guilty pleasure. And um, I won't be guilty. A, a non-guilty pleasure. <laughs> um, you know, and it you get to see a little bit of the city. Um, you start to get to know the real estate agents in, in certain cities because they'll just keep hiring the same ones for the show. In 22 minutes, you're transported to a different place and you feel like you've got a little sample of mm -hmm. the, the city. And you think, I, I wouldn't mind living in Cambodia. What would that be like? Sure. And you see what you can get. Anyway, um, we were watching that show and this family, uh, the recent, recent one, um, and I know it's recent because I watched them all. There's an unlimited amount of content that they make in that show, and I watch them all. So very recently, in the last few weeks, a family from Idaho, I can't believe I remember that, um, decided they were going to move their two high school-age kids to uh, Costa Rica, and they showed them drinking coffee out of that apparatus, and you were fast asleep. So I got excited, and then I couldn't get too excited because I didn't want to wake you up. Sure. Sure, and there you go. So it was it, it, something you had never heard of until yeah. we talked about it on the podcast, and then all and of a then sudden. suddenly I saw it, and it is exactly. It almost looks. You know what you could use like woman's pantyhose. I think you could use to strain the coffee. I, I wouldn't recommend it, but I guess <laughs> not a, used. I, but... <laughs> I, I guess in a pinch you could. Sure, pantyhose you can use for a lot. I oh. I also used it for um, like hair ties, even just cut it because it's elastic. You just cut it up, and once you have a run in, in your stockings, as my mother would say, you just cut it up, and each one of those little circles can be just a, a hair tie or a hair band or hair elastic. Or you take a whole leg, yeah, and you tie it around, and then you have like a, a like a hair band that you you like it when I do that. I don't do it a lot, but sure. when you push the hair back, yeah, and you have like a black band, like a headband. Also, they were when I was when I was a kid or when I was a young adult. I was old, always told you could use a pair of stockings in the car for the belt. If your if your belt was to snap, you could use that in 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 its place. Your belt on your pants or your seat belt? No, not neither. The oh. engine belt. The uh, oh, 
It's not the fan belt. What is okay. it in the car? I won't know. So. You know there's a belt in the car. I don't sure. think they even have them anymore, sure. and that's probably why. Well, the thing is women don't wear a ton of pantyhose anymore, mm-hmm. or at least this woman doesn't. Stockings is what I know them as. Well, I know, but because they used to be stockings and you'd hold them up with garters, but that's stopped happening in like the 60s. <laughs> so now you <laughs> I see. I see. It's reserved only for like boudoir shoots. Right. <laughs> so, so now it's just I didn't pantyhose. Reali- I didn't realize that's what they why they were called stockings. I think so. Yeah, because oh, they were actually like stockings. They were socks. Speaking of stockings, we are going to have our holiday episodes in December. Mm-hmm. But what I might do, Amanda, this year is on the Wednesday we'll have just a regular episode for those who want just a calm episode. That's they know, a good idea. Because otherwise it's all jingles and jangles people, and excitement. Some people love it. Some people really love Our holiday season and other people are like, bring back the, you know, the calmer version, yeah. which there should be room for both here. We're going to have room for both most definitely. Because honestly for you, I've noticed in your sleep patterns, you can't do something too calm. You need a bit of liveliness to fall, to fall asleep, I've noticed. Yeah, that's that's my M.O. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of M.O.s, yesterday was Halloween, and I carved the pumpkin. You did. And I, I do enjoy carving pumpkins. For those who uh, are Patreon members, you can see the carve... The carvation of the pumpkin that we used yesterday. Carvation, I love that. And uh, we took the seeds out, and you're they're, you're a good roaster of seeds. They're soaking right now. So when you take the pumpkin seeds out, um, I like to soak them. I've got them soaking, soaking. Wow, I really sound Massachusetts today. I've got them soaking in um, in some warm salted water. Um, where did you get that tip from? Myself. I just decided to put salt in the water. But but so some people don't soak them, but I saw on a on a social media thread that that's what you should do. That's before. what I do. Okay. I've always, you know, I've never, we never did it growing up, so I just, I've never read what I should do. I've just done it. Sure. The reason I soak them is to get the, it's a lot easier after if they've soaked for a day to get any of the stringy pumpkin off of them. I see. They come apart a lot easier that sure. way. And then what I do is I put them in a strainer and then I let them dry in the strainer. I see. And then, so they have to be completely soaked and then completely dried. And then I roast them. I see. Yeah, that's, that's my process. Some people roast them soaked. Really? Yeah, I think so. Well, that's interesting. I mm. wonder if that's better. I think I saw that. I think, once again, I didn't I really look it up. pay too much attention, but I kind of saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of ours, Lynn, burnt her pumpkin seeds. I saw that. On, oh, no. Uh, yeah. Which Lynn? Lynn F- Falouche? Yeah. Oh. I don't know if we should be mentioning her name. She, she'd appreciate <laughs> that, but there we go. Especially because she burnt her pumpkin seeds and now we're kind of... <laughs> the one thing she's known for on this podcast. She's the lovely. Bur- I should have her as a guest. She'd be a great guest. She's, yeah. she's wonderful. Fascinating yeah, so. and smart person. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely smart and fun. Uh, I got to, to work with her abroad and, and she's a lot of fun yeah. to travel with. We're in, um, where were we with her? Uh, Georgia, I want to say, mm-hmm. and somewhere else too. I was in Florida, I think, with with Lynn. Anyways, I wanted to mention that the pumpkin, the pumpkin, uh, is currently outside. But you like to make a jack o' lantern soup the next yeah, day. It's not happening this year. Oh no! Because I bought those little tiny pumpkins. Can't you use the little tiny chop them well, up? Well, you said that there was no real pumpkin in it. You no, said it was all seeds. Well, no, it was seeds most definitely, but there's thickness. I just wasn't able to scoop out any of the thickness. Oh, we should have gotten that that 
hand claw for pumpkins that we saw in Shark Tank last maybe, year. Maybe, maybe a little hand claw. I just like, you know what, all those uh, uh, pumpkin accoutrements, I just like a knife and... Well, and here's pump. the thing. Sure. And I've talked about this a lot on this podcast, so why stop now? The thing is, is, you know, anything, especially Halloween, we don't put out our Halloween stuff, you know, at best a week ahead, two weeks ahead, maybe... I'll probably keep everything up over the weekend and then I will go. Sure. So, you know, space is at a premium in this world. I'm not going to be holding on to a gigantic claw for a once a year activity. It doesn't merit it for me. Amanda is not a one use type person. No. I am the right tool for the right purpose. So I'm more of a one tool that does one specific thing type person. Lest we forget the bacon spatula. The bacon spatula. You had a bacon spatula for years. Well, yeah. Well, I had a spatula for bacon, but also I had... Just for bacon. Well, its primary use was bacon for sure, but but I think that's just because the spatula had a little piggy on the end of it. I, You wanted that spatula just for when we cook bacon, which we never no, do. No, I wanted the um, stir the stir thing that had one end for peanut butter and one and end I for bacon. And I got it for you, yeah. and you never used it. It's true. You used a knife for peanut butter and jelly because who are we? Who uses a gigantic stick that has a spoony thing on both sides? I miss that spoony thing. I'll buy you one. You'll get one for Christmas. No, 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 no. We And, and dear listeners, know that Marco, not only do we have it, he registered for it with our wedding. It was the one thing I was, was like, allowed I want to... the Who got us the peanut butter and jelly stick where it's one side is peanut butter colored so you could scoop out the peanut butter with it and the other side... And it was big. It was like a drumstick. Like yeah, it was that's a big right. stick. Sure. A drumstick for drums, not a not a chicken drumstick. Yeah. Amanda refers to things in in drum measurements, <laughs> not, not chicken. That's what happens when you grow up with a drummer. And making symbols, as I did as lest, a child. Lest we forget the avocado scoop that I also purchased. Oh, it yeah, was... the avocado. But it had to be the perfect size avocado for that scoop. Uh, those, yes. Those were the days when I had those. Are they still in my kitchen? No, no. No, dear listeners, they are not. But I was able to convince Amanda to get me a spatula for eggs. Yeah, you can do that because you make eggs. I don't mm. make them the way you make them. I can fry an egg, kind of. That's about it. I'm very, I would say, deft in the kitchen, but eggs are not my thing. They're not my specialty. Uh, I can poach an egg pretty well. Actually, you are a good egg poacher. I will say this. I saw that you used my egg spatula for fish the other day, and I wasn't happy because we do have a fish turner. When did we have fish? We had fish or something, or chicken or something. You used my you used my spatula for no, I didn't. It's not intended purposes. That's, this it's is true. lies. It's true. It's true. No, well, we haven't had fish in like three weeks, and we we just bought that spatula. So you turned something with it that was. Uh, I can't even think what it would have been. I think it was fish. <laughs> you made a fish soup. A really lovely fish soup. When did I make that? It was delicious. But anyways, enough with... All right. I made a chowder. Solving that mystery. (laughs) Of of what I used. And what's that spatula for? Just eggs. Just eggs. I'll let you have it because you you make good eggs. Yeah. I also want to say that I have, and I'm very excited about this, starch for my shirts. Tell us. So starch is 
A, hard to find lately for some reason. I've, I've gone to several stores looking for starch, se- several um, grocery stores and whatnot. And then online, it's very expensive. So I was, I was like, I want starch, but it's just, it's just outrageous. Now, is starch something that you think most people use? A lot of people use. Yeah? I don't know. I don't iron. I don't use starch. For shirts, you don't have a lot of shirts, collared shirts. I don't. Yeah. And the shirts that you do, now I will starch them and you'll see how much you love them. Oh, I don't know if I want you starching up my shirts. You don't want your shirts starched? The collar at least, Amanda. Maybe? What do you have against starch? Anyways, I found starch on a discount rack. Correction. You found starch. I found starch on a discount rack. And it didn't say how much it was, the discount rack. No, it didn't. It was like mystery. So I was like, I need starch. Let's grab two bottles and see what it's like. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Sure. We love a discount rack. Who doesn't? In a grocery store or any kind of store. But then there's no prices on them. So you're like, did someone just put this here? Did... Are is are they just using it? Is it just overstock and they're going to, you know, is everything on this 50% off? You don't know. You have to bring it up. Sometimes sometimes it'll have a sticker that says how much percent off. But sometimes. It doesn't, it doesn't tell you the original price. Exactly. This is my peeve. So you always have to bring it up and so check. Because sometimes you think you're getting a great deal and they're like, this barbecue sauce is $6. It was originally 10 but it's like, I don't need $6 bar- barbecue sauce, you know? Right. We actually, there was, what was interesting about this was there was two starches, same make, same model. One had a blue cap, one had a white cap. Mm-hmm. And I tried to figure out if they were different starches. It didn't say. They all, hmm. it just seemed like they were different branding. Interesting. Perhaps an older starch. And it's new brand look. When we scanned them, one starch was four forty nine, and the other, and the blue cap starch was two twenty nine. I know, isn't that funny? So there's no difference between the two. So I went and got another bottle of the two twenty nine starch because that's a great price. That's like the price if you watch the prices right from twenty <laughs> years ago. That's what the what the starch price would be. Yeah. So I have really inexpensive starch. I've starched one shirt. I have a shirt that is currently waiting to be put in the dryer. I did not put it on the dryer for today's show because we are nominated for a production <laughs> award. Right. So I'm going to starch that shirt up, and I'm really excited. Well, that's really exciting. I'm mm-hmm. glad. And how long will a bottle of starch last you? Well, that's a good question. It really depends how much work I'm doing that requires a collared shirt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some weeks I'm always wearing a collared shirt for various Right. Um, roles that we're playing or gigs that we're doing and in some weeks I'm not so this month I'm gonna I'm gonna use that for a few shirts without a doubt and then next month it's December I don't think I'm gonna use it so I'm gonna guess and you don't use that much starch when you're starching a shirt so and those bottles are pretty big I'm gonna guess it's gonna last me four to six months Oh, that's good. And then I have the other one for four to six months. So a year. So at least a year worth of starch we have purchased recently. Do you look at what Nora Ephron used to call the amortization of things? Meaning like how many, how much each, each use of this starch bottle costs you? Oh, I love that. I am definitely that type of person. Mm -hmm. So me and Nora Ephron, (laughs) kindred spirits, I would say. 
Um, Nora Ephron is the writer of many, many great films, right? She was, yeah. She wrote When Harry Met Sally. She wrote Sleepless in Seattle. Those kind of films, yeah. 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 And, and Smart Lady. Yeah. She and was, yeah. So I definitely love the amortization of things. So when we come home from Costco, I'll always write the date that we purchased it and how much we purchased it for. Mm-hmm. So when I'm done it, I look at how many months it took us to use up that product. And if it is a, a product that requires repurchasing in that largest size. And have you ever, with mm-hmm. that system that mm-hmm. I know you have, have you ever then gone, you know what, that wasn't the best deal? I think I have. Because I feel like we do it. We put the dates on things. And then it's like, oh, when did we buy it? Huh, November two years ago. Okay. And we go on with our lives. <laughs> and then we buy it again. So I, I just wonder. The standout, the standouts for me are the ones where we've had it for a while and we've used it and it was a good purchase. Okay. So like vitamin D bottles. Right. Those were great purchases because they last us a while and they weren't very And we expensive. go through them. And we go through we them. We take a lot of vitamin D. This time of year, everybody be taking vitamin D by the handful. Unless you're south of the equator, you might want to. Take it anyway. Okay, fair enough. So and please don't, please don't follow. This is not medical. Yeah. <laughs> don't follow our advice for medical. I have this, a friend. She's more of an acquaintance, but mm-hmm. she's a sort of friend, friendly acquaintance. And every year... Every year at this time of year, she writes on her Facebook page, just a reminder to everybody, start taking vitamin D. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so yeah, our our olive oil always impresses me. We go through quite a bit of it, but the savings from buying it in the larger quantities always makes me happy. Okay. So there's certain shampoo. things. Shampoo. Shampoo. I'm impressed like, with that one when mm-hmm. we buy like big bottles of shampoo and conditioner. Because I feel like we get almost, I feel like we get a good eight months out of them. We should say you get a good eight months out of them because <laughs> I don't use very much of it at all. But uh, yeah, so yeah, things like that. So, so yeah, I do believe in the amortization of things. What would Nora do? Well, she more used it to justify big purchases. I see. And it comes, she wrote an essay about, to be honest, about, I believe it's called the Arcadia where Only Murders in the Building is based on. Which is a television show with Steve Martin and Martin Short. And Selena Gomez. And Selena Gomez. Um, but it was a very uh, famous group of co-op apartments. I see. I believe. But New York's a little different because you can buy apartments and stuff. Anyway, um, so I can't remember if she was renting or buying. I think buying. And she talked about the amortization of, well, if I buy it now... I mean, that's like every month that I'm there, it's only this much money. Sure. But she would justify it to buy an expensive coat. I see. Things like that, which I think it's not a bad way to look at it. Like how many wares am I going to, do I spend a bit more money? How many wares do I get out of this thing? Sure. Also like, I'm like that with like winter coats. Mm -hmm. You know, I have this winter coat, the zipper's a little bit busted. Do I fix the zipper? Right. Or has that coat served me long enough? You do have a jacket you always forget you have. Where is that jacket? I need to wear it You know what? It They're all... So everything gets stored into our Moroccan poofs. I see. And I haven't unzipped them to take all the winter stuff out. Perhaps I do that after this podcast. While I'm editing, you go through the poofs. Okay. I'll poof it up. And for our listeners, just before we go, explain what a Moroccan poof is and if it's a valuable item in the home. Well, it might have... 
a different name. Sure. Um, I think it's like a type of ottoman, perhaps. But in any event, um, it's poofs were pretty big, like in the last 10 years. Um, and it's they're both leather. You know the ones. You've seen them in various home design things. They sort of have like, I don't know, a sort of um, daisy kind of uh, shape stitched into the top. And, you know, a guest... They look like a medicine ball to me. A medicine ball? Yeah. I don't know what that is. There's a ball that in the 40s you would throw back and forth um, for exercise. Really? Mm -hmm. I've never heard of that. Well, sure. Anyway, it's probably because you don't live in the 40s. Guests, guests can sit on them, so you have to stuff them with something. So I really wanted one or two. I got two. And um, I really wanted one. And I couldn't justify, same as Nora Ephron with a coat, I was trying to justify buying them. And then I realized, oh, you have to, you just buy the leather shell. You have to stuff them with something. And then I thought, well, isn't that genius? I can stuff all my clothing that I, that's off season in there. So they're always more deflated in the winter because all my summer stuff doesn't take up the same amount of bulk that my winter stuff. They're great in the summer. Um, but I also have like an old comforter from when I was a kid. I have a cabbage patch comforter that I, I can't part with. Sure. So that's in there. So there's stuff like that in there. And um, yeah, that's what a Moroccan poof is. So, so all of our... Um, squishy scarves and hats, or as we call them, toques. And I th- maybe your coat is in there. It might also, I don't know if I put the whole coat in there, though. It seems like a lot for a poof, but... My my winter coat is in there, but Wh- which again... Which winter coat? My down winter oh, coat, down because winter. they squish down to nothing. Sure, sure. So yours might be in there. Anyways, I'll open it up and have a look. I also need gloves, and they're all they're in there. They're probably in there. I uh-huh. try not to put away, if we only have one, it doesn't go in the poof with hopes of finding it. We bid it farewell and hope it can go out into the world and find its mate. So I try not to put like one. So it should all be matching pairs. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, because we have gloves that disappear. Oh, a lot I of know. people have the sock problem. We have, the, we have glove. the glove problem big time. What I need to do is, you know, the strings that you attach two gloves together and you put it through the jacket? Sure. I think that would be great. I know you used to do it for kids, but I would love. Mitten strings? Mitten strings. So if you're looking for something for me for my birthday. That doesn't make any sense. A mitten string? I want a mitten string. So what is that? A string with, with a clothespin on each side? Well, formally, you would knit the mitten and then just make a long knitted string that goes from one sleeve. I'll tell your mom sleeve. to 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 goes from one sleeve. Yeah, because you knit. So what you would do is you would knit the, knit the mitten. Then you would knit like a string. So it was a knitted string that would go the length of your... Sleeve. I didn't know around this. the back through the next sleeve. And Are the you other, kidding? No, so that when you when you were a kid, I've the, never. Heard, I don't think I knew this. The mittens always stayed with your jacket because there was a string that attached them inside the. Did jacket. you have this? No, but I think I always wanted it. I think you made it up. No, it's a brilliant thing. Okay, I'll tell your mom. Mitten strings. My mom's a great knitter. That's why you're yeah. like, I'll tell your mom. All right. Well, that's that's the end of this episode. I <laughs> hope you enjoyed it. Mitten strings. Get your mitten strings. Before the season starts, because once the season starts, it's hard to find mitten strings. I think you have to make them, and it's a nice... We have some wonderful knitters who listen to this podcast. Yes. So let's get cracking. (laughs) Until then, we (laughs) hope you were able to listen to this particular episode and sleep and enjoy yourselves. Have a great, great rest of your week. Till next week, I'm Marco Timpano. I'm Amanda Barker.